0: message into this into this session Father Holy Spirit just interpret this word so people understand what you want them to understand God Father just do what you do Father show them comfort, correction conviction restoration and discipleship Father, we thank you Father that you have allowed us to Freely, without any type of restriction, be able to open your word, speak about your word in the way that needs to be done so that we can get your message the way you want to deliver it to us. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for you being a part of this message, helping us, guiding us, leading us, and directing us in your ways and in your word according to your translation and your interpretation into our hearts. The only way this can be done is by having that Holy Spirit talk to us. The lifeblood of Christianity. The beginning of the church. The supernatural movement of the Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. I ask you for everyone who watches and listens to this message about to happen. For them to get what you want them to have out of it. And bless their homes. Bless their lives. Bless their jobs. Bless their coming and going here there and fro near and fro bless them Father, bless their finances bless their homes, bless their lives, bless their health, bless all of them the way you bless them and in their situations and how they're living their lives Father for you to do what you do for them I thank you Father, I ask you to lead, guide and direct me as I bring this message according to how you want me to bring it I have nothing you have it all I'm just a vessel in Jesus' mighty name Good day everybody good day good day hope everyone's having a fantastic day in Jesus by way of that Holy Spirit oh my goodness guys whether I catch you in the morning when you're waking up just get things moving no matter what time of the world you may be in have breakfast get started um, getting cleaned up so forth and so on or catch you halfway through your day when you're just getting through some stuff, some obstacle after obstacle, but you're seeing God do some wonderful stuff, and you're just grateful that He gets you through everything you've been through. That's what they call the Midday Madness. Or because you at the end of your day when you're with your families, resting, having some dinner, enjoying time with your loved ones, and you just want to hear a Holy Ghost positive inspirational message. However, whenever, whatever, right now you're tuned into to the Blue Book. Hosted by Your Boy Blue and presented to you by Pentecost Ministries. Man, we have a fantastic message today for you guys. It is wonderful. It is great. I am excited about it. And man, I'm telling you right now, we got a special person with us today. Um much love to him. He's live right now with us, man. Bremlett, what's up, man?
1: what's going on man <laughs> oh
0: my goodness man I'm so happy to have you here with us
1: yeah thank you man happy to be here
0: absolutely I've been following remnant ministry for a, quite a long time some of the stuff he's been he's gone through through his uh, ministry and life kind of mirrors what I've been going through uh, coming up and he's wearing the Dodgers so he's obviously a good friend of mine
1: <laughs> That's
2: right.
0: Man, it's wonderful to have you with us. Our, the message today is going to be just wonderful. I got to get this going here. Um, the message is going to be wonderful. I, uh, You know, every, eternal life is such something that everybody, um, everybody's used to hearing. Okay, everyone's used to hearing about eternal life. Um, and the thing about it is, is that it's been such a pop culture phenomenon to, to hear that that it's become null and void to a lot of people. Um, they just think that's something that you're just going to just hear, you know. You're expected to, you're expected to understand it, um, and that's it. You know, there's no substance to it nowadays to somebody who doesn't understand the gospel or understand the significance behind it. Um, And that's the saddest thing about it. Um, But today, we're going to break it down quite a bit. We're going to get into a little bit of it and definitely make it something that is going to be understandable on a different level than maybe you've heard before or seen before. And Renlott's going to help me go through it and give his take on some things as we go through the narrative of what we have here. Okay, so before we get started and all that, here on the Blue Book, we always do our pledge. I'm not sure if you can see it, but right here I have the Christian flag hanging. Um, and that's the pledge that we do every show, so I'm going to go for it. I pledge allegiance to the Christian flag, and for the Savior from King Kingdom, it stands. One Savior, crucified, risen, and coming again with life, liberty, to all those who believe. Wonderful, wonderful. So, getting into it, the introduction of what John 3.16 actually means. There is a core, it, it is the core of Christianity, that God loved the world enough to come as Jesus and to die for us. That's a big deal. It's a really big deal. So that anyone who trusts in Him will be saved from sin. Now, just hearing that, what does that what does that bring to your mind when you hear that?
1: God giving His Son, you know, as the ransom, the only way out to pay the debt that we couldn't pay. You know, mm-hmm. absolutely,
0: absolutely. This is cl- this is certainly the most well-known verse in the Bible. Like I was saying, it's just a pulp culture type phenomenon. When it comes to understanding, people hear it like a billboard, but they don't understand the true meaning behind it. It is probably the best known and most re- memorized part of any holy text in human history. The verse is one sentence sim- similar of the gospel and the subject line of the entire Bible. John 360 also reflects another important aspect of the gospel. The essential idea is clearly clear. Idea is extremely clear. But there are layers of the meaning of knowledge of inside it. So obviously it's not just the meaning of it, it's also a deeper meaning to it. When I when I talk to people about the Holy Spirit, I always tell them it's a 3D version of the Bible. I tell them that it's a third dimension. It brings a different meaning to it because a lot of nukes and crannies in the word that we pacify if we're not spiritually connected to it. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So when you're when you're reading it. And you're reading the text just the text itself you can get an education from it and you can gain knowledge from it but the wisdom is what you learn and what you see every time you read the word when it comes to the Holy Spirit Yeah. the opening phrase is traditionally translated as God so loved the world that God so loved the world that and it's typically understood to meant to mean God loved the world so much that so, two there's a several different ways you can put it. You can say it different ways, different translations, two different versions of the Bible will give you different ways of putting it. So, with emphasis on what God did more than why Jesus is, is an expression of God's indescribable love for the world, meaning all mankind. It's in First John four nine through ten. So we just got past. We just got done with Valentine's Day. Just finished Valentine's Day and I'm sure you probably spent time with your uh, your spouse or significant other and your probably your mother or whoever you are uh, you know with at that time, right? Yeah. Now obviously you go to the store, you're gonna find hearts, you can find all kinds of Valentine's Day things to show that optical expression. But are you shocked? but the love that God gave us is extremely different. Is there a way you maybe can explain that better than I can maybe at this
1: point? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Um, I think the best way to describe it or explain it, true definition of love or real love is giving, you know, Um, you can say, I love your kids, my kids, but then you neglect them. You know, you don't ever spend time with them. You don't invest in them. You love your spouse, but then you don't ever compliment her or acknowledge her. You just, you're so busy with life and caught up in the flow and the hustle and bustle and so then, true love is giving; it's that that it's an action, basically. So God so loved the world, He had so much love that He put His love into action by sending His Son Jesus to die on the cross. Because the Bible says, you know, He's commanded us to keep the commandments, not a suggestion, not a recommendation. Um, you see that this bar has been set. To be holy and perfection and righteousness. And you got to understand, these, this is something that mankind cannot keep. This is impossible. That was the point of the children in Israel, everything in the Old Testament. He kept saying, "If you, you must keep these commandments. I command you to keep these commandments. And we see how the children of Israel, over and over, they fail. Even with the prophets, even with Moses, they couldn't keep it. This is a, an impossible task. So the reason that was set so that we could open our eyes and understand this is a heavy, deep deficit, a task that no man, no prophet, no human can accomplish. This is why we are so desperate to depend on Jesus Christ who came to do what we could never do, to fulfill uh, the accomplishment, the righteousness, to stand in our place and take our sins. So now it's been transferred our sins unto him and his righteousness to us and it's only through Jesus Christ that we can make it in you know because of the love that God had for his people for his children
0: absolutely absolutely and this phrase is translated as one and only son as well or only begotten son this uses the Greek word magodis this is a very precious word and one which John uses in other places in the gospel such as John 114 John 118 while the English term begotten often makes people think of biology, menoges does not imply it. A word literally means something of the exact same or stuff. In other words, a son of, of exactly the same nature as God or the Father. The makes, this makes John 3.16 an important part of proving the biblical concept of the trinity. Very, very important. Begotten unbelievable just the wording that he that god uses when he's trying to describe how significant jesus is um that's why when you when you read different translations of the bible it's what the holy spirit is is interpreting to you different wording can mean different things to you but when he specifically says begotten that's a, an emphasis on that is it. This is who he is. That's what he is. And that's why he came. And I've given it to you Because it's how much I love you. Now, obviously, like the story of Abraham, he goes up to the top of the mountain and God's you know, telling him, hey, you need to you sacrifice your son. This is it." And he, at the, at the point of knowing he's going to do that, has so much obedience to God that he was willing to do it. God obviously stopped him before he did it. And he proved his allegiance and how much he loved God in doing that. God did the same thing. I'm gonna give you my son. So I so you can be covered. You can be forgiven. And then all I'm asking you to do is love him. Trust him and rely on him. You don't have to, like Jesus Himself says, I give you two commandments. Love, love God, love your neighbor. That's it. That covers all ten. Four top, six bottom covers it. Because it's all about love, like you said earlier. Yeah. So the life offering to those who believe in Christ is eternal, from a Greek word meaning never ending. The alternative to life in Christ is dis- destruction. All that purpose. Damn. there is no question that according to the Bible, people can be saved only through the faith of jesus now we have this issue with people and it's a very sad issue i'm sure you've probably heard it yourself of being so um your words being so direct that it can be considered a hate speech yeah. without being loving um how do you how do we distinct distinguish that how, how can we give them the truth but not be labeled hate speech because we're getting kicked off platforms all over the place because we're, we're bringing too much what may be called damnation hell and brimstone is that what jesus wanted us to do or are we just getting too radical with it and not having enough love with it how do you see that
1: i mean it's kind of hard to bring the good news without people first understanding the bad news you have to start off with the bad news in order for people to appreciate what the good news in the gospel is. If I, if I stand on the platform or walk into a room full of people and I tell you I have the cure for cancer, I mean, you guys would be like, oh, that's awesome. polly, stand your feet applaud. That's, you know, congratulations. You're going to do a good job for mankind, for humanity. But if you were in the hospital on your dying bed with your family around and I came and I kneeled down beside your bedside, If you were dying from cancer and I told you, brother, I have the cure for cancer, it would be a totally different meaning for you. That's right. We have to to explain to people the situation of sin, the the, the price of sin, the damnation of sin. We'll be judged for our sin, you know, in order for them to, to understand, but Jesus Christ has died in your place so how to do that I mean we're in a day and age this generation is so sensitive about every little thing and it's just the devil's way of getting rid of the word from properly being explained you know it's a lot more than just Jesus loves you you know Jesus loves you but people are still gonna you know pray pay for their sin and the Bible says that many will fall away many will be blind many will you know not make it the Bible says that clear so I mean we had to just be specific and, and crystal clear, crystallize the message when we bring it forth. But like you said, you can still bring that love, you know, um, to bring it all to a closing ending, you know?
0: Absolutely. There is a there is a wise, uh, my, my grandmother was um, into deliverances. She was really spiritual. Uh, she, she was a deliverance pastor. And um, she wasn't really theological, but she just knew how to get to the demons. That was her thing. And she once told me, the approach that the Holy Spirit gave her her when she was ministering the gospel to people was always a wise, at a a wisdom, be wise as serpents but gentle as doves. And that was something that stuck with me through most of my childhood and into my my 30s and 40s was when I look at people post stuff and I see ministers talk to people or pray over people, I'm seeing a lot of just, and I know there's not supposed to be compromise, but there's maybe there's, there's there's a way that people are coming across that are as being too insensitive. Um, because honestly, like I, I, I could call myself, I'm like, I'm ghosting. I'm just saying what I have to say, showing you love and telling you the truth, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to put your hands to fire over it. Kind of, that's the kind of mentality that I've been working with lately. Um because I know of me I I don't like people being, even as a believer, I see other believers or people who say they're believers just direct, just boom, hitting it like like a like a boxer, just going at it. And I'm 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 looking at the person talking to and the person's like like eating a lemon. They're like, Oh man, I'm not trying to hear all that. Um and then I approach them after all that's gone on and I come up with my homeboy. Hey, what's up, dog? How you doing? Blah blah blah. Hey, you know my name's Blue. This is what goes. This is what's going down. Um, and I get to know them, and then like, hey man, I'm a, I wasn't trying to hear old girl over there say all this stuff about it, but man, I like the way you bring it. You're like, hey, God loves you regardless. I accept you, but it doesn't mean I'm going to approve what you do. You see what I'm saying? And yeah. I come at them with a different type of angle of love. And hey, you know what? You're in. I didn't write this. I didn't write this Bible. This Bible is what I believe in, but I didn't write it. So if you have a problem with what's going on in the Bible, you got to take it to Him. I'm just telling you the best way I can without stepping on too many toes that if you don't change and don't let the Holy Spirit take over you and direct your life, you're never going to get a restoration. I don't know. That's just the way I approach it. I seem to get more smiles than I get scowls. but you know like you said i mean there's no way to deny the truth but there is is there a way to bring more of a christ-centered message maybe i don't know i don't know how to explain that, but maybe maybe, I'm, maybe I'm-
1: i mean yeah a lot of uh it's kind of just been branded and plastered all over like television and and through culture like you said where the gospel now is just jesus loves you period he's got a beautiful plan for your life period you know if you accept the Lord it's gonna be green lights and blue skies for the rest of your life and you know that's true but there's still gonna be suffering there's still gonna be things that you're gonna have to deal with trials and tribulations through your walk with the Lord so to give them this beautiful walking through the fields gospel isn't really exactly completely accurately truth you know so then I think because we see so much of that now it's become so um, ambiguous that you see a lot of like Baptists or reformed Christians who feel the need of preaching the old school the way it was with Spurgeon and Jonathan Edwards and the Great Awakening you know pink and, and all of them so then you get them who are tried to leave that out of the message because you know society hears so much of it already and they try to bring forth you know the fear of the Lord God's wrath so I think I think the balance is what we need to do is an in-between of both, you know? Like I said, start off with the bad news, which is the truth, but don't just leave them on that sour note. Let them also know there is the good news and give them, you know, the gospel. But it just comes with experience, learning how to to uh, express and articulate the message of God. And also, you know, being wise, like you said, how to speak to them, how to articulate this, message that is difficult for people in darkness to understand for them it's like you're, you're hitting them with something that they have no clue you know you know the, for a lot of them this is the first time when you approach them or we approach them this is the first time they've ever heard it so it's gonna just blow their mind so you got to really be wise in how to articulate you know and interpret the scripture and be a good steward with God's word don't just throw it out there loosely make sure that you exercise you study it and you know communication is the key you know
0: Absolutely. And everyone who's listening and watching this, that's a very, very well presented way of of explaining that. Um, It's just a balance that has to be taking place. And when you have the Holy Spirit on you, that's why it's so important to have him, um, the ghost itself, to be able to bring that that, that interpretation to you, to be able to know, hey, how do I approach this person? You know what am I? How am I going to angle this to where they're not going to be offended, but also get the truth as well? And he helps you with that. He helps you understand. And like I was telling somebody uh, just today, you know, if I read a scripture to you and I interpret it a certain way, and you read the same scripture, interpret it a certain way according to your life, because only you know what's going on in your own life. But we both come together, and you speak it to me, and I speak what I speak to you. And we may, not, we may have two entirely different interpretations of it, in our, depending on our life, but it comes together. We're like, yeah, that's right, God, God, there's God in it. That's just the Holy Spirit working with us and showing us a unity with different lifestyles. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like right now, the scripture of John 3.16, it seems to be pretty straightforward. Well, there might be somebody who watches this or hears this or something and so forth, or another passage, or somebody else ministering on this on the scripture that, like, wait a minute, I got something different out of that. And then you listen to what they're saying, like, well, yeah, it's still gospel, it's still that, but it's just depending on your life and depending on what you're what you're seeing at that moment. Because every because God, the Holy Spirit custom fits everything to what your life is like, because he can reach you that way. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I got you. So I tell everybody on the on this program, on this message, that whatever Bible you use, that's what God obviously wants to reach you through. I myself use the Amplified Bible. I live an Amplified life, and I believe in an Amplified God. Um, but every version of the Bible has a purpose, and everyone who reads whatever version, if they understand that, and if God reaches you through that, and you're a believer through that, that is fantastic to me because I go through tons of scriptures. Uh, Tons of the same scripture, different ways of putting it. And sometimes God speaks differently through a certain different scripture, a different interpretation of it. And it might reach you differently. It might get the point across better. So, like for instance, the way the Amplify puts this, for God so greatly loved and dearly prized the world that he even gave up his only begotten unique son so that whoever believes and trust in, clings to, and relies on Him, shall not perish, come to the destruction, or be lost, but have eternal, everlasting life. Now, there's a lot of little nips and cries in there, little, little words in there. I'm a word coming You know, I'm like yourself. I, you know, I rap too. I have a lengthy, you know, rap career. You know, not not profitable, but I been rapping for a long time, and I love words, I love how people explain things in different ways of putting it, especially in rhymes, that's why I like that I like that a lot um dearly prized um maybe that hits some people differently, not sure, you know, I don't know if I would call it greatly prized dearly prized Maybe to God, when we look, think of a, the word "prized," we think of something we achieved. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So, when He says dearly prized the world, He even gave up His only begotten, unique. Unique is obvious. He is definitely the, 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 more, the most unique human being ever, because He never sinned. That's what makes Him so perfect. He never sinned. He He took it for us. So I get the unique part. Prized, I'm more, like people Like people say, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna win souls, I'm gonna do the win soul thing. I don't win souls, I I help restore. Because people, I, I don't want to just give you a prayer and have you move on. I want you to pray and mean it, and then it, the discipleship comes after that. You gotta disciple somebody And show them, whether it's a church you send them to that that you may trust in, or it's scriptures you may give them to help them go from baby milk to adult drink in the Word. We're missing that discipleship. Are you seeing the same thing with that discipleship issue?
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: I I think people just want them to say the prayer and then keep it pushing. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna invest in this person. He said the prayer he saved, that's it. You know what I
1: mean? Yeah. I think the problem is, like I said, getting that balance. Um, they say this prayer and then they think everything is fine. And so the convicting part is sin, God's wrath, self-sacrifice. We're kind of leaving that part out when we evangelize. Like I said, God loves you, has a beautiful plan, but we forget about all that dying to self your flesh has got to go you know once you say a prayer once you say you believe now you have to live a life consecrated to god which is cutting out these things slowly but surely that the bible says yo uh, these things aren't okay you know nobody's perfect yeah you're gonna slip and fall but how often do you slip and fall Are you still in that ubiquitous lifestyle or is there any change you know you should begin to sin less and not as often, and your passion for sin should change, you know? The desires of your heart should change. Absolutely. So, like I said, that that's the, the discipline, the disciple part of it. If you have said a prayer or you believe, but a year from now, you're still the same person, uh, you know, there needs to be a change.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Now, before we go on, before I did this, um, there's some people who may not know your story may not know how long you've been walking with the Lord, at what point you decided that you wanted that change in your life, maybe you can let them know a little bit about your walk and how, you know, God has changed you from the point of your life and how long you've been walking with the Lord.
1: So I started originally uh, in 2000, so 21 years now, or 21 years ago. I didn't really know nothing about the Bible or any of the characters in the Bible, like David or Moses or Peter, Paul. Like I didn't really know nothing really. Jesus died on the cross. Jesus is the Son of God, and I thought I didn't even know there was different religions. Like I was so far from any type of church or spiritual background. I didn't know there was multiple Catholicism and Mormon and Jehovah Witness and Muslim. You know, so somebody, King Cyrus, actually, you know, is one that came to me. We went to high school together, and he was the one that was like. You know preaching to me to come to a christian rap show that's kind of what got my peak you know the music so i was like all right i'll come to the concert and then after that you know he kind of just shared one-on-one with me but he was open and honest with me like hey look bro the road you're going down like you're not going to make it and it opened my eyes like i this is the first time i'd ever heard any of this stuff in my life you know and then it was through a long process a lot of years of him discipling me and then other people that god put in my path and uh, just learning, you know? You gotta be willing to learn and willing to admit that you're wrong and that you don't know nothing. I was willing to admit, I don't know nothing, you know? This is the first time I've heard anything. So I studied, um, you know, and over the years the study became more intense. It was a hunger to really know what I'm talking about. I don't wanna go out there and make mistakes and be preaching, you know, error and I'm just leading people astray, you know? So I began to study in Hebrew and Greek and I began to study not only theology, but history it's one thing to know theology, but it's another to know your history. Christianity is over 2000 years old. So go back and see how it was preached over the years with um, like I said, Spurgeon and Edwards and um, all of these dudes, all these, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, the, the the mighty men, you know, uh, apostles and all that. Go back to the first century church, second century churches, books out there. Um, what was it? The, the, uh, the martyrs, written in the blood of the martyrs. Right, right. Uh, there's a whole lot of stuff that I just learned and began to unravel, and just my eyes began to open. A lot of understanding and clarity became, everything came into focus. Uh, but you have to be willing to admit that you're you're in sin, you're in wrong, you're in a desperate need of help, and you have to have that hunger and that passion to search for the truth diligently.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Like you said, was, that was the, that's the one thing that people. I think miss out on is the actual education part of learning about the past, learning how it was preached up, you know, throughout the years. And obviously, we're at a time right now where, and I, I don't like mentioning this too much, but where televangelism and prosperity is the popular thing. They're just everywhere you turn, you're seeing that. You're, you're seeing the the uh, these these wealthy, all shiny ministers out there, um, who are preaching self empowerment, self, you know, do for you. And unfortunately, like the church I go to, um, there's zero that doesn't that, that doesn't even come in the door. We're all maybe 50 of us, and we're just. Holy-spirited believers. We go in there, we expect the Holy Spirit to show up. We, we have just a great time together. Um, and I leave, every time I leave, is always some type of motivation in me to want to be a better person, to see God better, to, to, um, to just invest in the Spirit. And when I see people out there, especially here in Las Vegas, um, it's a different Las Vegas than it used to be I'm sure everyone knows that now that it's not the same place and you see people just blinders on go 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 if you're not looking good you must not be you must not be doing that and I talk to a lot of people you know doing both security and doing you know grocery store work uh, I talked to a lot of people Just to hear people talk about God breaks my heart. Because this whole 316, John 316, is just a billboard. It's just that popular sign. The actual meaning of why he died on the cross and why God did what he did so we would have a chance to get to heaven. Is not even in the picture. It's just words, and you can tell that when you have the Holy Spirit involved with you. You can tell, hey Amen. You may say it, but really, do you really believe what you're saying, or, you, or is it just mouth? Is it just mouth work. What is it? Yeah. You know, I've heard a lot of your music, man. You I've, I've heard a lot of your stuff, and you, you have some, you have some stuff. I, I got some stuff in my, in my playlist of yours. And you come with yeah. me. stuff thank you i appreciate i i appreciate the god in you i appreciate how god views uses you um because you have you could you be you have that that image that attracted my attention not just because of maybe the sports image but you have the image that attracted me in the beginning kind of like the oracle that used to live out here his image attracted me to his music same thing happened with you so when I heard you and heard what you had to say and what God was doing with you I just kept following you until this moment we finally get to meet
1: yeah thank you man thank
0: you and I like the the fact that we're doing it here because this is the platform of which God gave not only myself but anyone who wants to come onto this platform to be able to speak the gospel or the Holy Ghost yeah yeah because that's the that's the that's the oil in the engine. If you don't have the spirit, what are you doing?
1: You see what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. That's what's gonna navigate and bring everything together. You know, bring the clarity and bring the salvation, the, all the understanding, everything that we need. That's exactly the truth,
0: and that's I. That's when I started. Okay, I've been I've been in the ministry since 1995 and I released my first I was a Christian album back in 1998 God worked with me, he did some stuff with me I have plenty of stuff out there but as years gone on people can hear my struggle, hear what I went through you know, the things that I did here in Vegas because in Vegas is where most of my ministry is Um, but I was led wrong a lot of times by people who I trusted and loved and not until my grandmother moved out of state and I was left to defend pretty much spiritually on my own, that the, re- the revelation started happening. I started seeing things differently, got married and really seeing the picture different. And God's revealed a lot of stuff to me. I'm sure he's revealed a lot of stuff to you in your life too as well, that maybe someone may have told you that you're like, okay, I trust what you have to say because that's where I'm getting my meat and potatoes from. Yeah. However, when the Holy Spirit works in you, in your life, as an individual, you start seeing things a little differently.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, one thing is you can't let your emotions get in the way, you know? You can't say, well, they're my best friends, so they have to be right, or that's my grandma, so, or whoever, my my little brother, my mom, so they can't be right. You know, everybody's gonna be wrong, you know, eventually. We're not all, every time, all the time, perfect and fully knowing, you know? So you have to accept the fact that, you know, they might be wrong, you know? You have to be willing to learn and grow. And like I said, be open-minded, you know? Cause the error will come, but the thing is to learn, you know, from that and build and grow over the years, you know, I didn't know, you know, I didn't stand where I stood now. 10 years ago or even 20 years ago, you know, it was a process to get where I was and where I am now and where I'm going, you know? Absolutely. But see, the the beautiful thing about it is, is that
0: people who've been down these roads and have been maybe hurt or misguided, um, that weren't told, hey, by the way, like you said, not everything I'm going to say is going to line up to, to be right. I'm a fallible creature, Okay what God gives me may not be what you're going to receive at this moment or not going to match up to what you're going through. So if something doesn't seem right, read into it, research it, Yeah. you know, if you're, if you are a saved human being, then whoever helped you get there should be helping you through your walk should be feeding you some type of meat and potatoes so that you're not just sitting out here, okay, I'm saved, now what do I do with it? I know nothing about God. The only thing I see about God is what maybe my grandmother or my grandparents or my abuelita or whoever showed me. How many times have you heard someone say, only thing I know is what my grandma taught me or my grandparents taught me? Yeah. Because they're the ones who had that faith at that time. Go
1: to church, yeah. read your Bible, do, say your prayers, and here we are. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta study for your own. That's one thing. I'm, uh, when I was in college, my philosophy uh, professor taught me. He was like, when, you see, when he was like, when I see eighteen-year-olds in the class, they don't know nothing about religion or politics. They only know what their household has taught them, what their parents have taught them. He's all, but when I begin to, you know, he's a philosophy professor, so he's all, when I begin to drill them in class and question them, you see how. They don't, they can't answer one thing for themselves. Just, that's what my mom said. That's the way I was raised. And so you, us, you know, as Christians, you don't want to be like that, like a parrot in a cage. We've been trained to repeat, but don't have a clue what we're talking about or what we believe. Right. That's what we have to avoid.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, that's the unfortunate thing about it is that we're taught only what we know as a child. And then when we go out into the world and we. Experience things, and we don't have that understanding. Um, it's very, very confusing. It confused me. I know I got in trouble. I had to move out here in '95, and it was a ch- it was kind of it was a choice, but not a choice. I had to I had to get spiritual or religious, so to speak, in order to move out here. With my my grandparents and my mother, and they're they were very religious they they, put in that four walls, and that's it, so I got mad at my at my mother, I got mad at my family, because they weren't living that picture-perfect Christian life, so to speak, that I was taught, and me and my mother had a fallout for like two or three years, we didn't talk at all, because I was so upset, because she was living her own life, and I wanted her to live this life that I was, that I was t- shown, and finally, after all those years, uh, We had a conversation, and I realized God did something to me in my heart. And I said, You know what? I can't be mad at you for your choices. I only can love you because you're my mother. I can't expect you to be in this box that I'm in because it's not fair to you. You have your own life. I have my own life. And plus, you're my mother. I can't hate you. You're my mother. Yeah. So, those things I've been through. And then, you know, obviously, with so many other things like my music i try to get my music in the church um because i'm not just a christian listening music guy i listen to all music um, that posed a problem i dj'd i used other instrumentals that they weren't a, they didn't approve again more judgmentalists um at the time that i was doing it um they weren't allowing hip-hop in churches i couldn't yeah allow it or allow it. I, I remember those days yeah I tried to get it in the church. They wouldn't allow it. They thought it was. They thought it was just better as rock and roll. Um, yeah. So I was outcasted a lot. Today's different. Today's world. People who, who deal with these today's kind of things didn't deal with that back then. Like someone yeah. like Bone, me and T Bone would have talked. And he, his 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 history back in the '80s is way more crazier than, than what I told. Him. Yeah. Um, but that's a dude that. I gained knowledge from I listened to what he had to say and it was like man you you dealt with that on that level and then I come out here in the 90s and I start dropping and people are saying saying the same thing about me oh you're doing devil music and you know we can't put hip hop in churches, in the church because it's gonna bring the bad vibes and all this stuff to it and I just, and there's some songs I've talked about that like hey you know even on Great Tree Records I'm sure you're familiar with Great Tree Records yeah I remember them yeah, I was a big part of my life back in the late 90s. Coming up, yeah, um, they said the same thing, they talked about the same thing about how hard it was. Mr. Real's one of them, who actually does a song about unity and about love and spreading love. Um, no matter how you pray, praise the Lord, do it, just do it. And this is it, it it's so wonderful because it ties into all of it, everything ties in to He gave the Son recognize that and understand that he knew you needed it because before that there was no hope I always look at it like this the Old Testament was a religious obedience thing the New Testament is all love that's how I look at it because Jesus is nothing but love you see what I'm saying yeah back then you had to be obedient there was no saviour we had they they had to have they had it written on their on their hearts, but they weren't listening. They just want to do their own thing. Now we don't have to cut our hand off. We don't have to pluck our eye out. Thank God it isn't it isn't that barbaric. We have a savior. We can say, hey, you know, I slept I'm sorry. Can you forgive me? Help me through this. And you have that. What if that happened back then? Yeah. What, it, it it wouldn't have because it wasn't that time so we're so great we, we should be so grateful we have a savior that we can turn to the only one out of all the religions the only one that was worthy of it. you see what i'm saying absolutely so that's you know after hearing your music and hearing the direction you go in when you when that's why it was so important. I said, I had to ask you to be on here. I had to have your opinion on here and what God has given to you. You know, God bless you and everything you do, Remlin. You're, you are just, you, you are a blessing. I know people who have heard your music, who have been changed by your music.
1: Thank you, brother. Thank you.
0: You know what I'm saying? And um, I like your perspective. Um, it, I got chills right now. Seriously, if you can't see them, but I got chills up and down my arm right now. <laughs> You know, the Holy Spirit is such a wonderful thing. And when you come together as like believers and you have the same, that same Holy Spirit, I see it in you.
1: Yeah. Yeah, man. I spent a lot of years in a steady cocoon, you know, just uh, because a lot of times when I was talking, I too many times people would tell me, where does it say that in the Bible? And then I don't know, you know, what am I going to say next? And I was mad enough to admit, uh, let me double check. And then, you know not out of pride or stubbornness it's in there because i said it is you know which is a mistake most of us make i would get that a lot of times where does it say that in the bible and it challenged me and you know forced me to go back and you know check and dig deeper and like i said just go into a massive study cocoon not so i can flash knowledge and look what i know and win a fight but to be more effective if i'm going to share with somebody i want to know what i'm talking about i want to be able to help you as much as i can i want to be able to answer your questions not to win a debate to be but to be more effective in ministry obviously
0: absolutely and that's you know it's wonderful that that God you know opened your heart to that and studying and learning and just open up those gems of information um, because your your ministry that is something that's obviously required um, and most of us if we had that type of mentality to study to learn, so forth um, And disciple and dis- Disciple people Disciple those who want to learn about the Lord um, It would be a different world It would be such a different world Yeah You know um, But it's it's amazing to me That The few that are really really in Are solid And the ones who say they're in But they're not really in are trying to convince that they're solid. I don't know if they're trying to convince us who are solid, or the outside world that they're solid, just to get them to, to kind of flock to them. But there's very few real ones out here. Very few. You know, uh, there's some, there's some, there's some real ones. I thought were real ones have fallen to not only religion but politics as well. And it's like, do you believe in Jesus, or do you believe in a human being? You know what I'm saying? We shouldn't be giving our allegiance to anything but Jesus. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. End of the day, who's going to be there for you? Who's going to be your savior? When you go to be with the Lord, what's going to be the final thing you're going to say? You're not going to be sitting there acting all kinds of crazy nonsense and standing up for religion or politics. You're going to be like, Jesus, I need you. I need you right now. You know, no matter how much you saved, you're gonna be saying that when you go. You'll be like, Jesus, I'm coming to you. Here it is. You know? So I I myself enjoy conversations like we had. Um, you're welcome on this platform anytime you want, Remindly. I will definitely open the door to you to any whatever message you come out with. Every time we talk on this platform, anyone I have on here it's such a refreshing difference of a view of because you can hear me all day but your view is different than my view you know what I'm saying
1: yeah different and life experiences
0: exactly I, and I like that I like the fact that you know if we speak about something you're going to have a different take on it and that may help somebody else uh, that relates better to you than me yeah absolutely you know so um, I just want to thank you Thank you for being available. Thank you for your the Holy Spirit in you. Um, and uh, like I said, anytime you want to be a part of this, I, we, we, we have communication. I'll let you know what's going on. It. if you have time,
1: you're more than welcome to share. All right. Thank you, man. I really appreciate it. Thank you for uh, reaching out to me, man. I was honored, truly. God bless your brother. Much love to you. And thank you. All right, man. Have a good night, man. God bless. You too.
0: So, John 3:16, obviously, a very important scripture. We we really have to dig 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 deep with it because there's many ways of putting it. Whether it's in the NIV, "For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have everlasting life," Um, or in the English Standard Version where it says "eternal life." then you got the KJV which talks about everlasting life you know there's so many ways of putting it um us see what else what else what what else we have here uh, okay here we go the bible in basic english says for god so much so much had much love for the world that he gave his only son that whoever has faith in him may not come to destruction but eternal life there's some who won't perish who trust in him here's a complete Jewish Bible for God so loved the world that he gave his own unique son that he would never that, that anyone who trusted him may have eternal life instead of being utterly destroyed wow that's pretty that's pretty intense utterly destroyed Here's one here oh that's the same King James version Um, Here we go, the Message Bible. This is how much God loved the world. He gave His Son, His only one Son. And this is why, so that no one need be destroyed by believing in Him. Anyone can have a whole and lasting life. Anyone. No matter who you are. What you have in life. It's amazing. Here you go here, the white mouth, New Testament. For so greatly did God love the world that He gave His only Son, that everyone who trusted in Him may not perish but have the life of ages. Life of ages. Great stuff. Yeah, the Young Literal's translation says, God. So for God did so love the world that His Son, that only begotten, He gave that everyone who is believed in him may not perish, but have life, age, during. That's different. Very different. Very different. So, in conclusion to all this, John chapter 3 is one of the most important in, in, uh, in the entire gospel. Many, crit- many critical ideas are explained in this passage, including the role of Jesus as Savior. After the, l- the loud public commotion at the, te- commotion at the temple, John trans- transitions to a quiet nighttime discussion. These verses are, make it clear that Christ, and Christ alone, is the means of salvation for the entire world. The text also states that those who reject Jesus are rejecting God. Now having now happy. been. love of God, the love of Christ, and the love of Him doing what He did. The love of what He did is so crucial that it's life or death, and we're not promised tomorrow. So if we do not take that opportunity of that true, pure love, we ourselves are miss out on something so important that it just it's mind blowing that people don't take the opportunity for it so in closing of this message today if you have not received the Lord's Savior Jesus Christ in your heart this is your opportunity to get that love I call love L-O-V-E L-O life of victory eternally. You wake up and you decide victory is what I'm going to have today. I'm going to have victory. And you fight your battles, every single one of them. And you know the Lord is going to help you through those battles. Because you have Him. That's the difference between having Him and not having him. Knowing you have him, you can go to him. You don't have to worry about being alone. You have him now. That's love. Victory. Peace. Victory. So, if you haven't got that love, if you haven't experienced that love, this is the time. For Repeat this prayer after me in me. Father God. I come to you now. I know I'm a sinner. And I believe your son Jesus came down, and died on the cross with the forgiveness of my sins. I ask your son Jesus into my heart as my personal Lord and Savior. I ask him Lead me, guide me, and direct me in his way and in his word. I welcome the Holy Spirit into my life and into my heart. Thank you for my salvation. Thank you for being who you are and loving me. I pray this in the name of Jesus, by way of the Holy Spirit, amen. If you said that prayer, definitely hit us up. Here is a prayers, question, and comments. Here is the email. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to know a little bit about what's going on pray with you. We're always available for prayer. I'm checking emails constantly. I got chills up and down. Someone out there said the prayer out there and just got a change in our life. Now check, check this out. Blue Book is here for discipleship. You said that prayer. You need to be fed something good and you need to have a string of it. So if you said it, I'm going to send you some scriptures. I'm going to send you some simple stuff that you can get through and you can learn. I always say it takes a touch, just a touch of the gospel daily to be there. You'll grow. You'll get up higher. You'll keep growing. But it's baby steps, it's learning as you go, it's wisdom as you see it. So hit us up on email, prayers, questions, in the comments. And always remember one thing, love, peace, and accountability the absolute ingredients to doing things the right way. Love with no expectation of love back. Walk in peace, even when everyone else is turbulating. and be accountable because accountability is contagious. Check us out on Encores. We, we, this is not only going to be here, it's on YouTube, it's on Mixcloud, it's on Soundcloud, it's on Facebook, on Twitter, and it's going to be on uh, on podcast, too. So the recording of this entire thing will be on podcast as well, so it'll be air everywhere. Much love The Revlon. The guy, he's an awesome dude. He has such a testimony, such great music. I'll put his link up on the thing so you can go to his his social media you can check out his music I got goosebumps knowing he was here earlier the guy is just a blessing um he touched me in my in my life uh his message is just beautiful god's really done something with it and he needs to you know you need to hear his message because it may touch you the way it touched me so much love to him god bless you Remlin your your holy spirit on you like crazy and I I got nothing but love for you my friend and um, everyone out there, remember, it's all about adding that Holy Spirit. You can be obedient to God, you can follow Jesus, but that Holy Spirit is the glue that puts everything together. And there's not enough, talk about it. The Holy Spirit needs to be in the center because everything else fits in it
2: together.
0: Fear, respect God, follow Jesus, and let the Holy Spirit flow through you like a Russian river. Until next time, until next time, until next time.